This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, August 2nd, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. The Disclose Act has failed in the Senate. That means, as of now, the High Court's recognition that freedom of speech extends broadly to political speech will at least have a chance to impact this year's elections. But will that impact be large? John Samples, director of the Cato Institute Center for Representative Government, comments. The Disclose Act uh, didn't get enough votes to overcome the filibuster in the Senate. Uh, It probably had maybe uh, 58, maybe 59 votes, so it was one or two votes short. uh, Democratic leaders made a strong appeal to, uh, and even changed the legislation a bit, to appeal to the main senators, uh, Senator Collins and Senator Snow. My impression is, from statements, is that they didn't come close uh, to getting their votes. And I think the reason why is somewhat unusual in today's uh, Washington, today's Congress. On the House side and coming down to the vote itself, it was very apparent that even by the standards of campaign finance bills, this was an extremely partisan bill. That is, it was concocted because primarily, I think, in the House, uh, the Democratic majority was very concerned about its effects on the election this coming year. Uh, This all could have gone a different way. There could have been a congressional response to the Supreme Court decision uh, that could have taken some time and could have been rather, you know, mild and limited in its response in which you had a, you know, a simple disclosure of uh, independent spending, who, who was sponsoring the message. Now, I might not support that, but I'll Many people could have, and I think they could have easily passed such a bill, uh, and if they'd taken a time to think through the consequences and so on. And I think Snow and Collins would have probably supported it and some other Republicans, and probably a lot of the people that would have been under the regulation, the groups like uh, uh, the National Rifle Association or or whomever, um, would have supported it. But we didn't get anywhere near that uh, in the process. The process gave us uh, an absurd extended disclosure process that looked very punitive in its uh, uh, outlook. It gave us prohibitions that uh, the sponsors or outside sponsors of the legislation were saying was designed to prohibit speech by corporations. In other words, uh, overturn a Citizens United by other means. So I think that all of that, that sort of brazen quality of it, really put off Collins and uh, Snow, even though both of them are center-left, you would say, politically. Uh, they do have this sense, and part of their reputation in Maine as senators is a, a centrism and a will openness to nonpartisanship. And so I don't think they were going to get those votes without redoing the legislation. Absent some sort of change to the legislation that gets uh, a couple more uh, votes on board, what do the 2010 elections look like in a post-Citizens United world, but this end run around it, Disclose Act, uh, not becoming effective legislation? Well, what you won't see, I don't think, and maybe I'm wrong about this, I don't think you'll see individual companies in large numbers running out here uh, in, to get involved in the election to uh, be take sides with one candidate or another in various states. 
We've seen a little bit of that. We've seen hints of that. Uh, what I know about it is, uh, is some cases have gotten into the papers and they've had a very negative reaction from, uh, from the population. Another word for the population, for a corporation, for a, pers- a CEO running a business, is customers. So if uh, you get involved in highly divisive, polarizing elections and you're trying to run a business here, I just don't think it works. I think they will be a sense that the Chamber of Commerce, these traditional, professional uh, kinds of groups that have been doing this for a long time, the labor unions and their various uh, uh, vehicles for being involved, yeah, they'll be involved in a big way. And for the first time, they'll be saying, vote for him or vote against her. They can do that now. but And they'll spend more, but it'll be hard to say that it was caused by Citizens United because... The 2010 election, like others before it, are about big stakes. And when we get to 2012 and the stakes are, in, you know, doubled probably uh, over 2010 even, we're going to see huge increases by these groups. But it's only because what's at stake, not because what the uh, court decided. And for any group that wanted to jump in there, particularly corporations, uh, in the middle of a divisive race, it only really makes sense to get involved when uh, your voice is going to potentially be decisive at the end of the day. It has to have, you know, people running businesses, we hope more than most, are aware of the benefits and cost of various ways of actions. They are most closest to the, the economist model how people act. And, you know, there's going to be significant costs to getting involved in politics for the individual business. Uh, So there have to be big benefits, and they have to make a difference, and there has to be something enormous at stake, because the risk is great. I mean, you can harm the brand here. It's not as if, uh, you know, you only want Republicans to buy from you. Uh, You don't want to put people off, and I think that's Whereas if you spend your money or support the Chamber of Commerce or other uh, organizations, that's a way to be involved that's considered acceptable and doesn't put off. Uh, So I don't know. We'll see. We may see. I may be totally wrong about this. But I think uh, all sides of uh, politics tend to get hysterical on various issues. And the fear of the great corporate demon wiping the slate clean and dominating our election seems to me pretty overwrought. Just one example, um, in Kentucky, where you and I are both from, Mm -hmm. the coal industry is prepared to spend a great deal of money uh, in their attempt to have uh, someone who's been more uh, out front in favor of the coal industry in Kentucky, that's Rand Paul, and in opposition to uh, Jack Conway, who... I guess for whatever reason is deemed to be a more reliable democratic vote in favor of certain uh, perhaps climate legislation. Yeah, it is odd. There, uh, this letter from um, one of the uh, an, uh, an executive at one of the coal companies turned up in the paper the other day. So one thing to keep in mind here is remember we're told constantly that there's going to be secret hordes of cash coming into the elections. Well, these guys didn't even get around to forming the, org- the organization, and we know about it when they're just trying to fish around to say, yeah, you want to do this? We can do this now. It turns up in the paper. So let's not worry too much about secret hordes of cash, I think. Um, 
it seems like that's that's a bit much. Uh, in this case, uh, it's not even clear because there was a negative reaction after the the disclosure that they're going to go forward. Maybe they will. Um, that's also uh, there's also some House members. Uh, uh, Mr. Chandler, who represents a House district from Kentucky, is presumably targeted by this, or was said to be, because, uh, and the concerns there are cap and trade. Uh, you're dealing here also with a, a company and an industry that's long, had a long history of involvement in state and local politics. I think that makes a difference, too, um, mostly at the state and local level. So, again, that's a somewhat unusual uh, situation, though. They, them getting involved in campaigns is not... Uh, some kind of newbie coming in and saying, oh, now with Citizens United we can do this. Now, a point that uh, should be of interest, though, in, in the coal uh, letter, the coal industry letter that was circulated, uh, he was taking the trouble to explain to the other uh, executives that, you know, you can do this now. <laughs> they didn't know they could do it now. So it's not as if there's a sense that even a highly politicized industry like coal, the people are champing at the bit wanting to get out there and exercise their Citizens United rights. They have to be told when you try to organize this that they can do it. John Samples is director of the Cato Institute's Center for Representative Government and author of The Fallacy of Campaign Finance Reform. You can get your copy and check out John's other books at cato.org.